Welcome to Jay Talking. This is a bit of a sad edition of Jay Talking as we dive into the life and the career of Willie Wood, maybe the most underrated and most unknown of Vince Lombardi's legendary 1960s Green Bay Packers, a team that won five National Football League championships in seven years and an unsurpassed three championships in a row. The Packers are the only franchise to ever do it. This is the Jay Talking Podcast. Give us what you think of what you hear on the podcast. Tweet me at the letter J-S-O-R-G-I. That's J-S-O-R-G-I. Tell me what you think of what you're hearing. Tell us what you'd love to hear us discuss on the podcast. I've been blessed to cover the Green Bay Packers now for more than 20 years at WTMJ and blessed to be able to dive into a specialty of being a bit of a Packers historian for the station. I've had a chance to talk with so many of Vince Lombardi's greats over the years covering the Vince Lombardi Golf Classic and numerous other events. But one who rarely had the chance to be at those events was Willie Wood. He passed away of natural causes in his hometown of Washington, D.C. at 83 years old. He had been battling dementia for numerous years. He even was apparently part of a lot of the study and even legislation and discussion of legislation involved when it comes to the safety of football after the effect that it's had on so many former NFL players. So perhaps his is a bit of a cautionary tale of what can happen when you play this game that he loved so much and that he gave so much of his life to. And it gave back to him in so many different ways. But I want to get to that idea of the fact that he may be the most unknown of Vince Lombardi's star Green Bay Packers during especially the Triple Championship years. There was a time in the Vince Lombardi era when more than half the starters on the Packers roster on offense and defense combined, more than half the starters, 12 of the 22, would become Pro Football Hall of Famers. And I contend that perhaps Willie Wood was the least known of all of them. I think something of that has to do with the fact that defense usually is paid much more, more or much less attention to than offense. I think a lot of that, too, when you add another element to it, when we look at the defense, we think of defensive line, then linebackers, then the secondary with the safeties last. They're literally and figuratively the last line of defense that we think of. And especially with Green Bay Packers defenses from the 1960s, you rarely saw runners get into the world of Willie Wood because, well, the front seven, we usually take care of him pretty easily with four guys in the front seven there being Ray Nitschke, Dave Robinson, Willie Davis, and Henry Jordan. And teams didn't throw that well against the Green Bay Packers. Willie Wood was one of the big reasons why. Think about this resume of his performance. In 12 years, from 1960 to 1971 with the Packers, he was a five-time All-Pro. The only safety in NFL history that was a five-time NFL All-Pro more was Detroit's Jack Christensen, and he played before Willie Wood did in Green Bay. Wood went to the Pro Bowl eight times as a safety. The only guys who ever did more? Brian Dawkins, John Lynch, and Ed Reed. That's some ridiculous company Willie Wood belongs in. 
He had 48 career interceptions. He led the NFL in 1962 with nine. The ball hawk of the 1962 Packers defense that was part of arguably the greatest team in the history of pro football. It rarely gets talked about because those Packers weren't one of the Super Bowl champion Packers, but they went 13-1, and coming within a Thanksgiving upset loss to the Detroit Lions away from going undefeated. And except for Detroit, they pretty much blew everybody else away. The only other semi-close game was the NFL championship game against the New York Giants in the cold of Yankee Stadium, where they won that game 16-7 to because of ridiculous defense, which Willie Wood was a part of. And he also was a kicker that day. He was their kickoff specialist, so he was very versatile. And to add to that versatility, he was also the team's punt returner. And in 1961, he led the NFL in punt return touchdowns, had two of them that year. So he was dominant both as maybe the greatest safety the sport's ever seen, and no one tends to think about that, and also a fantastic player on special teams. But yes, that discussion, best safety ever, they're going to say Ed Reed. You're going to say Ronnie Lott in the years that he was a safety. You're going to say Brian Dawkins. And you should throw Willie Wood in that conversation. Let's also look at his effect far beyond the field. Listen to these words from some of his Packers teammates. From Jerry Kramer, our deepest condolences and loves to his family, his friends and his fans. Willie is in a better place. He'd been confined with assisted living facilities for roughly 13 years. He suffered from advanced stage dementia for close to a decade or more. Jerry Kramer telling his story. From another fellow offensive lineman on those Packers, Bill Curry. Willie Wood was one of Lombardi's greatest players, quiet off the field, explosive on the field. He welcomed me to the Packers when I had done nothing to deserve it. That from Curry, who was a scared rookie in 1965, someone who had never played with African Americans. He played at all-white Georgia Tech before coming to the Packers. And Wood helped him break personal barriers of attitude down and helped him make sure he was welcome among all his teammates. And I think that also ties into his personal story. Not just his career, but the story behind it. If you fast forward from when he played at USC in the late 1950s, if he had played at USC in the 1960s, he might have been the first black quarterback in the history of the National Football League. That's because in the 1950s, Wood was the first black quarterback in the history of the Pac-12, what's now the Pac-12 Conference. He played for someone who was a progressive when it came to racial issues at head coach, the great John McKay. Most people remember him for when he coached the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the 70s and leading them to within two wins of a world championship in 1979. But he was also the head coach at USC. And in fact, coached USC against Wisconsin in the 1963 Rose Bowl. But he had Willie Wood in the early part of his career as a quarterback. He also played defensive back. Wood understood the challenges of trying to become a quarterback 
1960 when he became a pro. He went undrafted in an era where there were 17 or more rounds in the National Football League draft. No one picked Willie Wood. He had to write letters to countless NFL teams just to even get a tryout. Vince Lombardi answered one of those letters. In his second season as head coach, Lombardi invited Wood to training camp. And Wood worked. He worked his tail off to find a way to break into the starting lineup and make an effect. He showcased himself early with a special team's prowess. As I mentioned in 1961, running a couple of kickoffs or a couple of punts back for a touchdown when he broke into the starting lineup as well as a safety. And then in 1962, leading the entire NFL in interceptions in an era when interceptions were high in terms of total because passing was nowhere near as much of a science as it is today. So nine interceptions on the year, it's pretty high total. And Wood was that center field way back who patrolled the secondary and pilfered pass pockets off guys like John Unitas, Sonny Jurgensen, plenty of NFL legends who got picked off by this guy. I also think you could discuss the possibility of him being arguably the greatest undrafted free agent in the NFL. We went through his story. NFL Films recently, at least within the last few years, unveiled a top 10 list of the greatest undrafted free agents in the history of the sport. And I want to read off their top 10 list. Number 10, former Jets receiver Wayne Krebet. Not bad. Wood was better. Number 9, Tony Romo. Maybe the best color commentator in television today. He never did what Willie Wood did on the field. Number 8, Rod Smith, the former receiver for the Dolphins. Great quality receiver. He wasn't a five-time All-Pro. Number seven, Antonio Gates, one of the great tight ends of his era. Still not in the class of Wood. Number six, Warren Moon. Now you're getting somewhere. Fantastic talent, great leader with the Houston Oilers. Played a couple of years with Minnesota and Seattle as well. But I think Wood accomplished more. Number five, Adam Vinatieri perhaps the greatest kicker in the history of the NFL. Definitely an argument that could be made there. Willie Wood, possibly the greatest safety in the history of the National Football League. He did more on the field than Vinatieri did. Number four, Marion Motley, the great fullback of the Cleveland Browns in the 40s and the 50s. Again, a groundbreaker in terms of being one of the first African-Americans to play in pro football at that time. But he wasn't the best in the game at the time as much as Wood was at the safety position. Number three, John Randall, the great defensive tackle with the Minnesota Vikings. Similar stories there to Wood, but again, I don't think he reaches that all-pro plane. Number two, here's where we start to get into the discussion of the best ever and someone who could equate to Wood's capabilities. 
Dick Knight Train Lane, the great cornerback of the Rams, Cardinals, Lions, a headhunting cornerback who had some fantastic years, double-digit interceptions in an NFL that had 12-game seasons back then. Seven-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro. Wood, eight-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro. And the other argument, number one, Kurt Warner. A very similar rags-to-riches type story as Wood had. Two-time league MVP, an advantage because you can play quarterback, much easier to win an MVP. Two-time first-team All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowler. Wood had more than double of each of the last two categories. NFL Films not only missed a top 10 all-time undrafted free agent, they missed the best of them. You could easily argue Willie Wood was the greatest undrafted free agent in the history of pro football. And I think you can make an argument when guys like Jack Christensen back in the 50s and modern day era guys like Brian Dawkins, John Lynch, and Ed Reed are the only guys with the resume that Willie Wood had. I think there's a fantastic argument that you could say Willie Wood was the greatest safety in the history of pro football. And for that reason, maybe the most unsung of Vince Lombardi's superstars and Hall of Famers with the 1960s Packers. And Wood wasn't done doing groundbreaking stuff. After he retired from pro football in 1971 as a player, he became a coach. And a racial trailblazer, the first black pro football coach ever, the first African-American to do so. He did it in the World Football League with the Philadelphia Bell. Then he moved down to the Canadian Football League and became the first African-American head coach in CFL history with the Toronto Argonauts. But instead of going after an NFL head coaching job, he went into business in his hometown of Washington, D.C., where he spent at least most of, the rest of his life. I think it's also really sad that we are losing so many of the great Lombardi Packers. We all know about the death of Bart Starr. We think about Zeke Bratkowski, his great teammate at quarterback. Bob Skaronsky in recent years. Forrest Gregg, just after, I believe, the death of Bart Starr. I feel like we're not only losing the greatness of the people themselves, but of the wisdom that they shared. The wisdom about the combination of character that they put on the football field. Not just the great moral character, the great personal discipline you have to have to be not just a superstar athlete, but a team guy the type of guy that that your teammates beg for when trying to win a championship, who they can depend on, who will make a solid play on the field and in life every time, as well as the type of moral character as social trailblazers that the 1960s Packers were. 
in a town that only had seven African-Americans in the whole city in 1960. By the time Vince Lombardi retired as head coach, he had more than double that amount in his locker room as part of his team. That really opened up racial attitudes in the city of Green Bay and in so many other ways. In fact, in 1965, the Packers were the first full starting unit in NFL history on one side of the football, simultaneously with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the first starting unit ever to be majority of minorities. Six black starters, six African-Americans. Listen to this lineup. Willie Davis, Lionel Aldridge on the line. Dave Robinson at linebacker on the outside. Herb Adderley, Bob Jeter, Willie Wood in the secondary. Of those six, four went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And if you'll notice, in the first three years that the Packers had that majority of minorities starting lineup on defense, they became the only team in the history of the championship era to ever win three consecutive titles. And they did it with maybe the greatest safety in the history of pro football, patrolling center field. My prayers for the Wood family. Godspeed, Willie. Enjoy playing center field on a greater football field than what you ever saw here. I'm Jay Sorgi. This has been Jay Talking. Tell us what you think of what you heard today on the podcast, the letter J-S-O-R-G-I. That's J-S-O-R-G-I on Twitter. Have a great Wisconsin Sports Week.